I was wondering if you could play that song again. The one that goes... What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Wonder Soul Episode 4. I'm Bearded Buddha, your host. Thank you for tuning in again. I hope that you have enjoyed the previous episodes talking about social media. Me and Shane sat down. We talked about E3. Uh, talked about the philosopher Alan Watts on the previous episode. And I hope that you guys have looked more into him and some of his words and teachings and got something out of that but um yeah it was a rainy stormy shitty day here in alabama and i thought fuck it i want to record and i want to get at least five episodes out before the end of the week five episodes like five episodes in total what i mean is um i guess for podbean or something you need about five episodes published so that you can uh, go on iTunes or something and iTunes is like a big market. That's how I got introduced to podcasts. So that's the goal. So I'm, I'm digging up certain subjects and things that I would like to talk about and trying to make some episodes and uh, yeah, but thank you all for listening to the previous episodes. I'm also broadcasting this live right now on Instagram. Uh, you can follow the Instagram account, which I think is the wonder soul, which is WNDR soul that's the ig that's the instagram um let me just go ahead and get these out of the way before we get started um you can also follow the twitter account which i really don't know a lot of people that have a twitter or a personal you know but um you know it's still a good platform to connect and reach out to different people but um you can also email the podcast at wondersoul at gmail.com you know give me some topic ideas give me some feedback some comments and you can also do all that on the podbean app which is the hosting site that i use to upload these episodes and um, it's a great application that you can download for free in the app store uh, in the google play store to uh it's like your one-stop shop for your podcasts you can listen to your joe rogan's your uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore Histories, your Weekly Planet, your Double Toasted's. On, those are just a few examples of the ones that I personally like and listen to. Um, but you can also listen to Wonder Soul. So, hey, that's awesome, right? Um, yeah, so, you know, you can either listen to it on Podbean or you can check it out on YouTube. But enough of that. We're not going to spend this whole episode talking about that. <laughs> um, so today I wanted to talk about video games, um, which is a very large and vague topic, um, and nothing really super specific except for one thing, but, um, I wanted to just give you guys, um, an insight on just how I feel about video games, my insight on how they've impacted me in my life. Um, cause I, you know, I'm like, I guess I'm a gamer, um, that's like a label these days. <laughs> if you spend more than, you know, a few minutes playing a game, um, 
but I've been playing video games since I was a kid. Uh, my first system was a Nintendo 64. Actually, it was a Sony PlayStation. I just lied. I got a Sony PlayStation for Christmas one year, and I was too young for it, I felt, and I really loved all the Mario and Nintendo characters. So my mom actually took that PlayStation back like after Christmas and got me N64. That was a little bratty thing to do, I think, but... You know, I appreciate it because I had a hell of a good time with my N64. Um, I played games like Pokemon Snap and GoldenEye and all those different classics uh, that you could have found on that system. And um, I was pretty much a Nintendo guy um, growing up. After the 64, I went into the GameCube, uh, which was a <laughs> unpopular choice because uh, at this point, games were going in a uh, more mature... Um, direction you had stuff like the PlayStation 2 um, the Xbox was coming out and stuff so stuff like that what's up Shane you know oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna start referencing people in the uh, as they pop up in the uh, broadcast on uh, Instagram so you know it's not just me randomly shouting out people I know uh, but for you guys who are just listening to this uh, episode just want to make sure you guys know I'm not like losing my shit but um but yeah, so I, I, you know, Nintendo, I got into 360, I got an Xbox One, um, and then until about last summer, I got a PlayStation 4. That was like my first Sony system. Um, you know, people like Shane, for instance, uh, he's a PC gamer. Um, I've always been a console person. Um, I've known a couple friends in my life that when I would go over to their house, they would be playing games like Warcraft and shit on the PC. And um, I never connected games and the computer as being the same thing. I always thought of, if I want to play games, I'm going to get a console or something, right? But, um, so I never really got in, into PC gaming, but I think that's the direction I'm heading into now, especially um, with everything that is going on with, like, the the steam accounts and stuff like that on the PC and stuff and how you can get all these great sales, all these great games. Uh, there's a lot of PC games that I want to check out. So, you know, I might just invest into a gaming PC in the near future. Um, instead of getting like any PlayStation fives or whatever Xbox comes out with because they pretty much sucked it up. Um, so yeah, video games have always been a, big part of my life uh besides geeking out over animes or you know uh, books and comic books and other tv shows and stuff like that video games for me have always been a an escape a way for me to entertain myself uh challenge myself and just kind of get away and have a good time um for uh <laughs> for uh see shane saying pc master race so you know, there's like this great divide, but I think that's starting to merge a little bit, you know, um, because gaming has become so mainstream and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's funny though. Cause I think it was like last week where there was that article or a bunch of articles, uh, about the topic that the WHO, which is like the world health organization. Yeah. Let me pull it up. I got this USA Today article, so let me check that out. But it says, um, can someone truly be addicted to video games? The World Health Organization thinks so, 
but some mental health experts strongly disagree. So the World Health Organization announced that there's, uh, you know, people have a gaming addiction. They have a gaming disorder. Uh, it's a mental illness. Um, and um, it's, it's really kind of shaken people who play video games and people who don't and how they look at video games. Because as far as when I was growing up, I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. Um, there's always been a lot of flack towards video games, which is weird to me because most people that you see and talk to, they're like, oh yeah, I used to play Super Mario. I used to play my Nintendo and Tetris and Centipede. They played all the classics, all those. Like Back in the day, video games were not a problem, but for some reason they are today. Like when I was in high school and junior high and stuff and even middle school, Grand Theft Auto 3 and on like Vice City and San Andreas, those were coming out and they were open world. They were like real, uh, real mature, I guess, uh, violent, stuff like that. And that's where that whole thread of video games uh, make people violent, make kids violent. That's where these like shootings are coming from because, oh, they played video games. And so they connected those two dots, right? And, um, you know, it's always been funny to me because, you know, I can see where some people probably in this world can't, um, they can't distinguish between that reality and the reality that we're in, right? Um, sure, there are people with uh, mental problems that things like violent games and stuff like that probably in some way trigger or influence um, them to, to make horrible decisions, right. Um, to hurt other people. I'm not like completely off the board on that, but I guess my argument is that the, when people say that, oh, if you play video games, then you're, you're, you know, you're going to become a violent person. It's not good for you. Um, I, I just don't, I don't vibe with that. Um, now, this whole thing with the WHO saying that there's a, a illness now, like it's a mental illness when people play uh, a, a certain amount of video games, I, I just, you know, I guess that's all coming out because like recently the biggest game, the most popular game is Fortnite. It's free to play. It's on every console, on the computer and everything. And a lot of kids... A lot of people are getting introduced to video games and, and they're playing a shit ton of it. There's like millions of people. Like when it came out on the Switch, um, within the first 24 hours, there was like over 2 million um, downloads. And that's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, but like this whole free to play thing is something I want to touch on uh, later in this episode, but that's changing the way people are able to access video games. And that also relates to um, mobile gaming, uh, you know, games on your, on your cell phone, on your smartphone. But um, so, you know, a lot of people have always spent a lot of time doing anything, right? Uh, if you are a uh, avid hunter, right? And you spend a lot of time, you know, hunting or preparing to hunt or studying up on hunting techniques, different things like that. Like, is that a, it, it, the, the word addiction is, um, 
thrown out there all, only when it feels like it's a, a a a bad thing, right? I I think every time that I've talked to any friends about uh, anything being an addiction, they they always kind of rebuttal with like anything can be an addiction. But we in our society, we um we have this this just this way of thinking that only certain only when it's bad is that word addiction thrown out there, and and that's why it gets such a a really bad tone. Which hey, you know, I'm not saying that addiction is a good thing. I'm just saying when it's when we choose to use that word. So obviously, this the WHO is saying that um, it's a gaming disorder. Um, it's it's a diagnosable condition um, and saying that you know there are people out there kids and stuff that might suffer from this disorder I know I saw something which I don't want to I don't like plugging stuff or talking about stuff if I don't really know all the facts and but there was this uh, like vice documentary news thing something like that but it was showing that like over there in Japan you know, they have these like gaming cafes and stuff, but you know, gaming is a, like a real problem over there where you have a lot of people spending a shit ton of time, like playing video games, spending their money on video games and, and they're neglecting their, their families themselves, uh, their, and their personal responsibilities. And that's when addiction in any shape or form is a problem. Um, you know, because I've always thought that, you know, you need to have the self-discipline with anything you do in life. Um, and everybody has something that they have an interest in that they do as a form of relaxation, as a form of uh, escaping and getting away and distracting themselves. And gaming, um, for me especially, like I've always looked at it, like I said earlier, as like a way to escape and kind of just getting, get out of my day-to-day routine and my day-to-day life and experiencing a whole new reality. It's almost like when you read a book and you, you fall into that world for the amount of time that you're flipping through the pages. When I'm playing video games, I'm taken away from all the things that I think about and worry about uh, in my life. And that's where I guess, you know, if you're addicted to it and you're playing games so much that you're neglecting and trying to run away from your life and your problems, yeah, I can see where that's a problem. But um, when it comes to this word mental illness, if you guys have been paying attention to anything in the news over the, you know, past handful of years, that word has been coming out so often as far as um, suicide, um, people just dealing with different things that now that label of it's a mental illness is being thrusted out there. And um, I don't know, some people might argue with me and say that, well, you know, you played video games your whole life and so you're defending it, that you've spent a lot of your life and time playing video games, you know, moving joysticks and staring at a screen and you know, pretending to be somewhere or someone you're not. And, you know, okay, but what's the difference between me and you if I spend a couple hours a day playing video games with my friends online or, you know, even by myself, um, and you binge-watching a whole season of a Netflix show that's usually about, what, 13 episodes, an hour each, 
So that's like 13 hours. That's like half a day, you know? I mean, come on. I, I just, it's just, people like to pick and choose different things when it works in their benefit. And um, I, I defend gaming to a certain degree. Like, because where I stand with video games right now, I'm kind of in a, on the fence about different things. Um, like I said, it's meant a lot to me uh, my, my whole life. And um, I've met a lot of cool people, especially now through uh, online services like PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live, stuff like that. Recently, like the people I play PlayStation 4 with, besides one or two people, I've never met in, in real life. I've never seen them. Uh, they're friends of a friend of mine. Uh, but yet now I talk to them almost on a weekly, daily basis, uh, not just about video games and stuff, but about life and each other's life. And we get to know each other. Um, and I become really good friends with them. Um, and, you know, so there's there's that... There's positive and negative to the whole discussion, I think, you know, and um, I wanted to be kind of lighter on this topic because, yeah, I want to focus on this whole thing about this being like a, a mental illness and an addiction and a problem, but I also want to rebuttal with how much gaming has done for me in a positive light, and this is where I need to look to my board and uh, make sure I'm, I'm touching on all the things that I want to discuss um so before i go into anything um super positive because i think that's where i would like to end this episode so let me get all the 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 negatives out right now so that's kind of why i wanted to go into the whole mental illness stuff right out the gate um there's there's this problem now um with microtransactions um in video games i think that's come from the the mobile game market and just how these industries these companies have direct access to your wallet they have um, access to your debit card your bank account because you link everything you pay everything and everything's online and stuff um and so games have gotten this like really bad trend of um, charging you for things that used to be part of the game or things that you used to earn and in, in, um, earn by playing, by giving that game your time or becoming a master at that game. Yeah, see, like Shane's telling me, you know, some of his best friends he's met through gaming. And that's the thing, man. Uh, the social benefits, though, before I, you know, because I want to touch on that, it's it's people think that you're you know locked up in a room playing these games being completely antisocial uh a introvert and you're not uh you're not getting out and meeting people or talking to people and that's just completely false and i'll talk on that in a minute but um yeah so microtransactions have been uh a problem uh these companies see money in their business, and I understand that, but what they're doing is they're abusing that power. They're charging you as the customer and the consumer uh, for things that if you played video games long enough, you knew that mm, I never had to pay for things like that, for cosmetics, for um, to be better in the game, to, you know, there's that pay to win um, idea. 
And I noticed when I worked at this gaming store um, that kids were coming in and they were just buying, they weren't buying games. They weren't buying um, (laughs) anything really game related other than, hey, let me get some V-Bucks for Fortnite. Hey, let me get some VC for 2K. And so they're giving giving me (laughs) their parents' hard-earned money to then turn around and buy fake money and that's they're used to it that's the norm for them but see like people of my age or around this age and older know that that's not how it's been and that's not really how it should be um besides like microtransactions being a issue you have things like dlc so it's like they're making games they're making a hundred percent of the game right and then those they'll they'll sell you 60 percent of that and they'll, they'll cut off that tail end of that 40 and they'll go, all right, we're going to sell that to you in the season pass and then you'll you'll get it over the course of the next year or so. And, you know, that's that's stupid. Like it, it used to be you bought a product and it was finished. You bought a product and it was the complete package. Now it's just they pick and choose the things that they can make money off of, the things that they can sell and keep you playing and interacting uh, for as long as they can, because the longer you play that game, the more tempted you will to dish out more than um, the retail value for that game that you've already spent. And that's a problem, you know, especially for kids growing up, like where we grew up playing uh, like Super Mario World and Donkey Kong and even games on the X, early Xbox and PlayStation like Halo and stuff like that, we got a finished product. I mean, if there was something wrong with it, we didn't have updates every week and every day. Um, there was no extra stories or extra missions and maps that came out later. No, you just got what you got. And it, and it almost like meant more to you because it was um, a, a complete story it was a complete experience and now kids are being um conditioned to think that you're you you only are you're basically buying a service you're not buying a product you're buying the access or the ability to play this game it's kind of like the argument with streaming services you know it makes sense that you know i i wouldn't buy a CD anymore for over 10 bucks because then I can take my 10 bucks and pay for a Spotify account and I can play and listen to a whole library of music uh, for, you know, all month to every month. But I don't really own any of that music, you know, it's, I'm just, I have the, the, the permissions to listen to that. So there's, That's kind of, that's another thing with gaming. And I know I'm kind of hopping in and out of everything, but there's just so many different things in the gaming world right now that I'm kind of iffy about and hoping that they course correct. And, um, that, you know, there's, there's really no reason other than they want to make money and that's why they're doing it. Um, let me see, let me see. So yeah, microtransactions that came from the mobile gaming, uh, market i think um like the general public got introduced from their smartphones of games like candy crush angry birds stuff like that where you would pay money for extra lives you would pay money um to keep playing this game which were really poorly made video games in my opinion you know and that's you know that's not that's not good i mean as as an industry 
if you make a good product in anything you do, people are going to keep buying it. People are going to want to spend money on it. And you don't need to make, um, you don't need to strategize um, ways to keep them purchasing stuff for, you know, subpar quality uh, things. It just doesn't make sense. Um, a couple other things. Oh, yeah. So you got a lot of first person shooters, right? Those are very popular, any, any kind of shooter. And, and, you know, we do have this gun violence issue in this country, uh, in America. Um, it's nothing really new, but it's, you know, it's definitely, uh, reoccurring and, uh, a lot more often than we would like, uh, you know, once is enough, but, um, you know, people are correlating this whole thing with, you know, violence in video games. And that's why, you know, people go and do these horrendous, um, acts of violence and, and they, they find out that they played video games and they, they, they go, well, that's the problem. It's kind of like when <laughs> television first came out, they were like, oh, if you watch television, it melts your brain. And <laughs> just, it's like, if they don't have control over it, they want to condemn it. Uh, and that's kind of the thing that's happening with video games. Like whenever there's a problem, it's always easy for them to just point the finger and go, oh, that's the problem. That's the real problem. Not, not us or not how we're doing things. No, it's it's because your child or that individual played video games and they played, you know, Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto, like violent video games that they shot and killed people. And look, I've never played any games like that. I played some very gory, violent games and I've never, and this is, I'm just speaking for myself now. And this is a really touchy subject, but I've never gotten like, oh, well now I want to go do something violent. No, just, there are people with already mental problems and issues, and I think that certain things, um, especially with violence and in movies, television, and all forms of entertainment, they trigger and they bring that out of them. But that's not like everybody. You're not getting brainwashed to go do like terrible things. I, I mean, that's my opinion, right? This whole this whole topic is just from me speaking from my personal experience. And that's why I love having these discussions because I want to hear from you what you think. Um, and tell me what your experiences with video games are. And do you know anybody who has had a, a negative experience in that? And that do any of these statistics that are put out in the news and stuff, uh, do you feel like they're true? Um, and, and do you believe that they're not? I mean, I want to know, but, um, Let's see. Let's see. So there, this, you know, I can see the problems in video games right now. Um, it's very mainstream. Uh, it's very popular right now. Um, probably the most popular it's ever been. Uh, it used to be a weird, uh, you know, just a mono e mono kind of thing that, oh, you play video games and you're, you're kind of into geeky, nerdy stuff. Like, that was like its own genre of people, you know, some a, a subgroup. Um, and now there's, if you get on the the site and app Twitch, you see so many different kinds of people playing video games and streaming video games live. And people are watching them and donating money to them. It's wild. Uh, if you go on YouTube, there's a shit ton of Let's Plays. That's like its own thing now. I watch people like PewDiePie. Well, he doesn't really play video games anymore. 
but um, PewDiePie and Game Grumps and uh, loads of others. And that's its own form of entertainment because it's fun watching other people experience things sometimes. And, and sometimes you can watch them play a game and save yourself 60 plus dollars because maybe you don't know if you like it and maybe you just don't have the money and you still want to experience it. Because, you know, there's not really such a thing as renting games. I used to go to Blockbuster and movie galleries and rent games. And especially when I had my GameCube that summer, uh, Blockbuster had this gaming pass subscription service where I, I could rent like a game and then uh, bring it back and just always have one game out. And so I basically played like the whole fucking library of GameCube that summer because, you know, I didn't buy any games. I just rented them. But that's not really a thing. So, you know, not everybody's pockets are fat. So, um, let's see. What else can we talk about with video games? Just looking at the board. Um, yeah, so you got consoles um, and PCs. And PCs are, you know, they're great because you can, you can do more than just game, obviously. Especially now with me doing these podcasts and stuff. This laptop that I have is probably on its last legs and would be it would be awesome if I could um, uh, invest in something that I could play games and also um, do these recordings and stuff like that so you know consoles yeah they're kind of going into that cell phone strategy of uh, we're gonna put out a PlayStation 4 but you know a year or two later you're gonna get like a, a mid-generation upgrade and um, you know but here pay us full price again and that's a little fucked up right that's a little stupid um, <laughs> they, they can't keep up but they see like how you'll buy an iPhone 6 but then a 6s will be out uh, a couple months later and then they're like hey but we only changed a few things but go ahead throw us a couple hundred bucks you know and uh, (laughs) so I don't know consoles they need to figure something out Uh, because this generation was cool and all like the PlayStation 4's Xbox One you have like the Wii Wii U and the Switch which I have a Switch and a PlayStation 4 and I've enjoyed both of them Uh, funny thing is I probably have spent more time on my PlayStation 4 playing free-to-play games um which is like this new sensation you have games like paladin smite uh h1z1 now fortnite of course these free-to-play games and um they're just they're hella fun and you don't have to pay any money except if you want like extra stuff in the game but yeah like they're just a good they're a good experience. They're not like a AAA title. They're not a like a God of War or anything like that, but they're still fun. And if I can still get that enjoyment and not spend a dime, then that's cool. So um, let's see. What else? Yeah, we had this like whole rise of, you know, multiplayer games, online services, and people are connecting, you know, uh, just like how Shane was bringing it up earlier about, you know, meeting people online. Um, you know, I've met a lot of people online, like Matt and Andre and Jordy and, and, and my, uh, another friend of mine, dead, <laughs> it's not really his name, but you know, I've met all these guys and I, I talked to them, uh, on and off, um, PlayStation and stuff. And we've become pretty cool and, and pretty close and stuff. And, 
you know, that's all through video games. Like I wouldn't have met them otherwise, more than likely. So it's, it's not fair to say that you're not getting some kind of social experience out of playing video games. But I mean, that's up to the user themselves because you can still be antisocial and play with other people, you know? You don't have to talk to people or have a headset and mic or anything like that. But um, what else, yo? Um, free to play. Oh, yeah, and then we got virtual reality, right? That's a little weird. Yeah, and you know, you're going to be driving down uh, your neighborhood street and you're going to look into someone's living room like a uh, window just driving by right I'm not saying that you're going to be in their bush or anything like spying on them but uh, you're going to see like these people with headsets on and that's when we're going to get into really tricky territory when you got people um just like living inside virtual worlds in a way that their whole body and their their attention is um focused and forced into these helmets or these huds or something and so they block out everything uh in the real world which right now you can get sucked into anything but you can still look to your left and your right and uh be able to take your focus off of that um let's see so yeah and then you have stuff like pokemon go a lot of people played that and that was a uh augmented reality game where it was it was showing like virtual digital stuff but overlapping the real world so you would go out into your your town and neighborhoods and you would go look for pokemon but you would try to catch it and would look on your cell phone screen like it was right there on the road or right there uh, in the grass or something and it was really cool and that's that's a new thing that's starting to pop up more and more and i'm pretty sure that won't be the last that we see of that but um (sighs) <sighs> let's see oh and the games that i've been playing lately have been mostly free to play like i said uh, i mean on the switch i'll play uh rocket league and fortnite and legend of zelda breath of the wild um i still play those but i've been playing mostly free to play games on my playstation 4 um playing a lot of smite lately which is kind of like a a moba um and playing a lot of um H1Z1, which is like a battle royale, all these battle royale games. Um, but yeah, there, there's a, I think there's a lot more benefits than there are uh, negative aspects to video games. Um, you can definitely play these games and spend too much time on anything. But uh, these benefits of playing games, I've noticed that you can tell when someone's played games, they have uh, better problem-solving skills, I think. I think you're... Uh, better at critical thinking. Uh, There are certain skills that you see are increased in people that have played video games than in people who have not, you know? So to to discredit the whole industry um, and say that it's just, oh, it's just an addiction, Uh, these kids are getting addicted and they're spending all their money and they're becoming violent. No, I mean, I'm sure those are not out of the realm completely. Um, uh, but I mean, to say that that's happening to everyone is just ridiculous, man. It's just ridiculous. So let me check some of these articles real quick and just, uh, just to touch on a couple more things before I wrap up this episode, because I think we've been going for about 35 minutes. So been liking that kind of timing. Um, 
Here we go. All right, so. Okay, it says benefits of gaming. Okay, this was like a study. Uh, I'm on a Forbes. I'm on Forbes.com. Uh, benefits beneficial to society. Forty-four percent say the most important benefit is improved emotional well-being. Hmm. So I guess they're you know they feel better. They're they're getting their social uh, interaction through this now um, because so many people are busy and it's hard to get together all the time and hang out. Um, 93% say the media's obsession with linking violence and video games is not justified. Hmm. I agree with that. Uh, making friends. Uh, 66% say they've made up to five friends while gaming. Yeah, I can totally uh, relate and agree to that. 37% say they made more than five friends. So some people have built whole communities of friends that you know they wouldn't have without gaming, right? Uh, other benefits, 30% say gaming improves cognitive skills. Uh, 33% say it inspires future careers, including history, art, and science. Hmm. That's interesting. There's a lot of reading. Like when I played, uh, if you've ever played the old Game Boy versions of Pokemon, there's a ton of reading in games. I've done probably more reading playing video games than actual books and to some people, when you say that, they might think that's sad, but that's just today's world. I mean, I'm pretty sure you do a lot of reading when you're scrolling through social media or reading different articles on the internet and stuff. So, you know, we're constantly reading more than we think. I think just people, when they think of that word, they picture you in a hammock in your backyard with a book and a cup of lemonade or something, you know? But I mean, okay, so that's it for the Forbes one. It's just a bunch of stats and stuff. Um, let's see what this one's about. Do, 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 do. Okay, this is good. So defining addiction. While most people associate addiction with substances, such as drugs or alcohol, doctors recognize addictive behaviors as well in a WebMD feature on the definition of uh, addiction. Saying one, the person needs more and more of a substance or behavior to keep him going. Okay, yeah. Two, if the person does not get more of the substance or behavior, he becomes irritable and miserable. Um, this doctor says that compulsive gaming meets these criteria, and she has been severe with uh, she has seen severe withdrawal symptoms in game addicts, saying, "quote They become angry, violent, or depressed." If uh, parents take away the computer, their child sits in the corner and cries, refuses to eat, sleep, or do anything. Okay, um, so this is my thing with that. I can't argue what the definition of addiction is, and I, and I won't. Um, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. When it says that, oh, you, if a kid took away a computer and the kid like freaks out, I think that's just like the parents that you see just hand their kid their their smartphone or a tablet and just go here. You know, I, hey, mom and dad are busy. You, you just watch something, play something, and just do that. I think that's more of, um, I guess, parenting really, uh, of just giving kids technology growing up and just us being so reliant on technology that. Yeah, of course, when you go without it and that's all you've been 
um, known to get your entertainment and any kind of uh, joy and you take it away, they're going to throw a fit. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just like a, that's a whole nother topic, but you know, we do need to think about how we just hand out tech to everybody, especially kids. You know, I think about that now as I get older and, you know, in the next handful of years or so I'll have a kid and, you know, how, how I want to approach technology in their life and their upbringing, especially someone like me who plays video games and, and does a lot of stuff with technology and even wants to do a career somewhere in tech. You know, it's something I have to keep in the back of my mind. Um, let's see. Unlike with substance abuse, um, the aspect of video game addiction is uncertain. Quote, research suggests gambling elevates dopamine uh, and says that gaming is in that same category, but there's more to an addiction than brain chemistry. Quote, even with alcohol, it's not just physical. There's psychological component to the addiction, knowing I can escape or feel good about my life. Yeah, there's just... That's on the individual um, to correlate. I, I understand where they're coming from. Um, I, I, I don't think that if anybody plays a video game, then they're going to instantly become addicted. Um, but I think that if you're not uh, expanding and doing other things in your life and you're choosing to ex run away, not just escape, then you're going to find yourself becoming reliant on that activity regardless of whatever it is and that you'll feel that your happiness hinges on you doing it and without it you are you know sad upset depressed and stuff um quote the person is trying to change the way they feel by taking something outside of themselves the the cocaine addict learns i don't like the way i feel i take a line of cocaine for gamers, it's the fantasy world that makes them feel better, which is okay, yeah. Uh, but like, I guess video games, movies, television, books, I, I guess that's where I'm kind of at a crossroads and saying that those are all the same thing in a way. Um, so, what do you, you know, what, where, where are we going with that? Um, but it is an, ex an escape. It is, but everybody wants a distraction. Not, not to say that what you do day to day is horrible or bad, but you, you just want to come home sometimes and just unplug, right? And just do something that takes your mind off of something else. And as long as you're not harming yourself and harming others, and you're sticking to your responsibilities, then you should be okay. Um, the lore of fantasy world is especially pertinent and to online role-playing games such as like world of warcraft and stuff like that these are games in which players assumes the role of fictional characters and interacts with other players in a virtual world kind of like online rpgs which rpgs are role-playing games um i love rpgs i think those are fun um and i can see where someone probably would be like i hate my life or i'm not happy with my life and so i'd rather be this elf in world of warcraft than this person who works a soul-sucking job. Uh, I, I guess I can understand. But, you know, that's when it's your responsibility to take charge of your, your life and your happiness and go, I can still enjoy being an elf in World of Warcraft, but I need to also figure out how I'm going to enjoy 
my life when I'm not that elf in World of Warcraft, right? Um, let's see, where's the harm? Too much gaming may seem relatively harmless compared to when we're talking about like drugs and other things like that. Um, but this doctor says video game addiction can ruin lives. Children who play four to five hours per day have no time for socializing. Uh, X on that. Doing homework. Okay, yeah. That's why you got to get whatever you need to get done before you play or just bullshit on anything. Uh, playing sports. Okay, fair enough. We do have esports now too, but yeah, I mean, there's a whole problem with technology right now with our kids where, you know, you need to encourage them to go outside and explore the world and do other things than to just play video games or watch TV or movies or anything to do with a, uh, a screen, right? But, um, yeah, anyways, I'm not going to get too much more into this article because I'm, I've just spent a little bit of time, but it's just interesting to kind of see the arguments for it. Um, here are some of the addiction warning signs they said for gaming, uh, spending a lot of time gaming doesn't necessarily qualify as an addiction. That's true. Uh, quote, in 80% of the world can play video games, uh, safely. Wow. That's like a majority. Okay. So. All right, so if 80% of the world can do that, but the 20% that can't makes it shit for everybody else, right? Uh, quote, the question is, can you always control your gaming activity? Okay, according to the Center for Online Addiction, warning signs for video game addiction in include playing for increasing, increasing amount of times, thinking about gaming during other activities, gaming to escape from real-life problems, anxiety or depression, lying to friends and family to conceal gaming, feeling irritable when trying to cut down on gaming. In addition, video game addicts tend to become isolated, dropping out of their social networks and giving up other hobbies. Um, that's wild, yo. I mean, and that's when you're addicted to anything. And I guess, so the whole argument, I, I, I just... I sort of see where they say, yeah, it can be a mental illness issue, but uh, I mean, you can become addicted to anything. And I probably have met people or at one point, even in my life have become, was, was addicted, um, to, um, to games in, in a way, maybe, you know, if I, if I had to like take a survey and, and read, you know, all these questions and answer them honestly, but, um, uh, I mean, I, I don't know a single person in this world that's not addicted to something, whether that's in a good addiction where it's something that's like helping you and benefiting others. I, and I don't even know if there's such a thing as a good addiction. I mean, if you're addicted to helping people, I mean, yeah, that's a good thing. But if you're not able to do that, when you have the same symptoms of withdrawal, if you're addicted to helping people, you know, I don't know. There's a, there's a little thought for you. Um, yeah, lying. Lying about things like that, that's never good. Um, and yeah, having withdrawals, uh, you know, when I quit uh, my tobacco use, uh, which has now been over a year of no nicotine, no tobacco, uh, humble brag. But, uh, you know, yeah, I understand there's this whole rewiring of your brain, um, this process that you go through when you're breaking that habit. And you will feel irritable and, and, and frustrated especially when it's something that you've connected to being a stress reliever of, you know, you're going to have this, this, um, this fall, this, like, 
I guess I, I don't want to say withdraw, but there's kind of like this uh, this effect, this uh, ripple effect from you stopping that action. There's a void that is going to be there, obviously. Um, but there's also going to be your brain is like, okay, so we don't need to do that. And you don't want to do that no more. Oh, um, I'm kind of confused. And that's where you have to discipline yourself and kind of uh, reassure yourself like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I want to, and, and it's always better whenever you're trying to quit any kind of habit or kick anything like that to uh, fill it in with something good, something new. And, and just try to fill that gap with like, if you want to quit smoking cigarettes, right. And you're not going to the gym or, or walking or exercising or something, go do that now and focus on that. And every time you have that urge to do smoke a cigarette or something, just go on a walk. If you can, I know it's, if you're at work or something, it's kind of hard, but you know, you always need to come up with some kind of plan to make sure that you're gonna be okay during that that short time that you're getting over that that habit um and i think that's just the debate with any of this uh with video games and being an addiction or some kind of disorder is like what is the how, how can you tell when it's uh you it, it's a leisure and when is it an, an addiction um, and who's the judge of that? And what if, like, for a whole day I played video games, um, but the rest of my week I never touched them and I was productive as all get out and I get all my shit done. Um, but I spent, like, a shit ton of hours one day playing games. Am I addicted? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's like I want to know your guys' opinion on that. You know, especially you who have played video games or... Uh, what do you think if you don't play games? How do you feel about that? And if you know somebody plays games, you know, tell me your stories if you know anything uh, about this subject because it's just interesting to me. Um, and all right, we're going to end on a positive note though. There is one article I'm just going to go down. It's uh, from this uh, mentalfloss.com and it's an article that says 15 surprising benefits of playing video games. And then I'll wrap this up. And um, if you are tuning in or tuned in or watching this on Instagram, thank you for checking this out. I hope to do this again more often. Um, and if you guys want to watch this recording, it should be on Instagram. I don't know how long the story is last. I think it's only 24 hours. Maybe I'll try to figure out a way to save it. Anyways, uh, number one, it says they're producing better surgeons. That's cool. <laughs> so I guess it's like the hand-eye coordination or something. Uh, saying that specialists found that those who played video games for more than three hours per week made 32% fewer errors. That's good. I guess I would want someone who has played video games to do surgery on me. Um, they may help people overcome... Uh, uh, no, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, they could improve your vision. Yeah, they could, but then I've also known about people who have played a shit ton of games and now they're having eye problems because, I mean, if you're staring at a fucking screen for so long, you're, there's probably something that comes from that. You might get a career boost, it's saying. Uh, this is very vague. Maybe not the best article. <laughs> um, it says, players can become fascinated with history. That was something that uh, I read earlier about, which is cool. Hmm. Make kids physical. 
While some games promote a whole body level interaction like stuff on the Wii or motion controls and shit, uh, even those requiring a simple handheld control uh, controller can lead to physical activity. Sports games that involve basketball, tennis, and even skateboarding can lead to children Oh, trying those out in real life. Yeah, that's true. If I played a hockey game on my PlayStation, I was like, dude, hockey is fucking dope. I want to try this out in real life. Yeah, it inspires you. It's a way to, for you to try and experience and get that feeling without actually going out and doing it. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, may slow the aging process. Oh, just working your brain, I guess. Um, ease pain. Um, produces a certain chemical that's like for pain killing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, that's the thing with any kind of debate or argument. You can dig up so many different things to help out any side. But within that muddle of each side trying to defend or argue their case, in the middle, I'm telling you, is the truth. It's the facts. And that's what you need to focus on. So, you know, just hearing from both sides. That's why you need to keep an open mind, but also keep a firm foundation, you know. Um. You'll make new social connections. I think we harped on that a ton tonight. Meaning, you know, meeting different people and stuff online. Um, they may may improve balance in MS sufferers. That's crazy cool. Uh, you'll make fast, faster decisions. There's a lot of different games that I know that I like, especially with RPGs, where you have the ability to make the choices that affect the story. Uh, moral choices. Um, you know, what is this character going to do? How do you respond to a certain conversation? Stuff like that. That's really dope. Um, curb cravings. Uh, reduce stress. Gamers might be less likely to bully, which can go in both ways, and they can help address autism. Yeah, I mean, regardless, and I just want to run through that real quick before finishing up. There are a lot of different benefits to video games. Um to a lot of things in life, but it's up to you to um, control that, to be disciplined, to keep yourself accountable and have those around you that are going to tell you like, hey man, you've been playing that game a lot and I noticed you didn't study for that exam coming up or where were you at the gym the other day? Oh, I was, I was busy playing Fortnite. I mean, when things, no matter whatever you do, if you do too much of it and it gets in the way of your life, that's when it's a problem, but that's where you have to check yourself and have those that are going to be honest with you and, and check, you know, check you for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that's been my motto throughout most of my life is like with certain things like there's, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing and that you need to have that control and make sure that you get your responsibilities done before you do anything that's leisure or playing or just that's like a distraction um, that's really not benefiting you other than just that escape and just doing other things. Um, oh, snap. So the live video just ended. So I guess it's only for a certain amount of time, which is cool. Um, but yeah, so with that ending, I think I'm going to end this episode. Went for about an hour and there's just so many different things on this subject that I know I bounced around in and I would love to have your guys's feedback on the, the subject. Um, and that, you know, later down the road, talk about this some more. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so that's going to conclude this episode, uh, episode four of wonder. So podcast. 
um, bearded Buddha. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys like this, the variety of topics that I'm covering and covering with my friends and people I know, um, because it, that's what I've uh, wanted to do. And that's what's held me back in the past um, as far as podcasts or doing anything like this, because I always felt like you needed a niche. You needed to be an expert in something. And I've always been uh, a jack of all trades. I've known a little about a lot, not a lot about a little. Um, and I don't really want that to hold me back from sharing with you my feelings, opinions, and, and striking this conversation between you and I, the, you know, me being this host, you being the solicitor of this podcast. Um, and I, and I, I really do enjoy it. it, it it's fun for me to get up here and talk it's a little nerve-wracking especially when i do these in this like live video but i'm trying to overcome these fears and challenge myself and get more comfortable and and confident and uh, i will do my best in the near future to really try to focus in and take my time i guess when i'm by myself i find myself rambling because i don't want too much dead air and so i apologize for that and I will get better. I promise. But anyways, going to record probably, ooh, you know, honestly, might be two. Two more episodes this week. We got Drake's album, which uh, I just saw today on Instagram, where it was a side A and a side B. So that's a lot of music. Say what you want about Drake. You have your favorite musical artists and stuff. I got mine. All right. So I'm excited. Uh, those who know me know that I'm, I'm pretty pumped. You know, every time this dude releases some music and uh, he's had a pretty good batting record in my book. Um, you know, next week I'm going to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'd love to talk about that. So I want to do this nice balance between deep, you know, current topics and just fun, cool shit that I'm interested in and that my friends are interested in. And, um, you know, just have these conversations with you and, and get your side to these stories. Um, but other than that, you guys know how to contact me. You guys know how to reach me. Um, follow me on the Instagram and the Twitters and the YouTubes, you know, all that. I, that, that gets so annoying every time I watch a YouTube video and stuff that I'm just like, you guys already know what to do. Um, and, you know, tell your friends about this show if you think they'll like it. Um, and yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. I'm sure we'll talk again. Like I just said, um, it will probably be sometime this weekend, but I'm kind of trying to put these out, you know, just like on blast, just pow, 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 one after another. So, um, yeah, I'm not really good at beginning or ending these out of thing or I'm getting better, but look, y'all have a good one. I will talk to y'all later. Peace.